Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that could suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at facebook.com slash gratefulheartphotography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. 
but there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye dreaming. You'll style in great handmade tie-dye clothing such as t-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tie-dye dreaming. Or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye Dreamin' today. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. With coronavirus spreading, people at higher risk must take extra precautions. You're at higher risk if you're over 65 or if you have an underlying medical condition. Please visit coronavirus.gov for more information. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network.
Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet to speak on approach. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. It's the verbal version of the replay, the recap. The game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch. Players and coaches, the man keeps you posted. Whether you're rooting for the home or away. Dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip. We keep the conversation going and we cover it all. So when it goes down, you know the score. When it come to sports talk, this ain't no small talk. This is the big leagues, the ball is in your core. The best place for debate and point of view. After further review, you know what to do. It's hump day, humpty, 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 hump day. Shout out to Humpty Hump, shout out to Shot G. You already know what it is, man. It's that further review 2.0, aka sideline pass, man. You got me in the building, left handed, the mayor, I right, at RM Desk on Twitter, the whole nine. You know what it is. Um, we here, we in the building, man. Um, I think y'all should get used to this hump day madness, cause um, if I'm here with you know through the grapevine. To my people there at uh, Action VR Network, man, we might be making a a, a move. I, I'm feeling the Wednesday thing. You know what I mean? Um, Tuesdays, you know, served us well for a long time. You know, we held y'all down for about six or seven summers on Tuesday night. Um, but um, I like to get my hump on, too, just like you do. So um, pretty soon, just pay attention to what's going on. Stay tuned. Action VR Network, and um, we're going to be doing our thing, man. Hopefully, we're going to make a move. We're going to move all the, the equipment and all the knowledge and stuff over to Wednesdays. You know what I mean? Same flow, same vibe, same style, just on a different day. So we're just trying to acclimate ourselves to what's going on here. So welcome to the show and all that. 954-246-0398 is the math. Um, yo, if you're a sports fan, I think this is your... Um, utopia, so to speak. You got the, you know, the NHL playoffs. You got, you know, NFL just kicked off. You got the NBA conference finals going on. You got the WNBA playoffs. You got, you know, baseball, you know, got two weeks left before the playoffs start. Um, you know, and really college football is trying to, you know, get some kind of, um, legs up under them so they can get ready to go at the end of this month, um, early October. So we here, man. You know what I mean? They they doing you know the horse races. They doing golf. They doing every tennis. So we here, man. So it's a whole smorgasbord to talk about. We are gonna get into it. Um, thank you for rocking with me, rocking with Action VR, rocking with us. We do what we do. I got my man, the ubiquitous Bob James, is in the house holding me down behind the boards and all that. And uh, we gonna we gonna get it popping. Um, where do we start? Um, I've been hearing a lot of stuff about what happened last night with the Los Angeles Clippers, um, you know, getting beat, and they should have, by the Denver Nuggets. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think that a lot of times, man, um, some people are ready for the shine, and some people aren't. 
Um, I'm not going to say, you know, Kawhi Leonard or Paul George did anything that they wasn't supposed to do. Um, you know, we know the vibe with Kawhi Leonard. You know, I think that people wait for you to have a hiccup in your career. They've all, you know, we've all seen it. We've all, you know, seen people, you know, be on the top of the mountain. They get knocked off the top of the mountain and then get back on the top. Of the mountain. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think that Kawhi, his, 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 his legacy is established. All right. Two-time final MVP, actually back-to-back final MVP, champion. Um, again, you know, what, we, what he did last year in the playoffs, man, you know, with the Toronto Raptors, you know what I mean, cannot be denied at all, period. So I think that people, they glorify, they, they, they take glory in somebody watching somebody, you know, come up short. They love to laugh at somebody else's shortcomings. So tonight, I'm giving all of those people the option, the chance to, to, to come in and speak to that because I feel some kind of way about that, man, because I think that um, at the end of the day, these guys are, are playing a game that we allegedly would play for free. We've all been playing for, you know, since we was little. Um, now that, you know, some of us are grown, now we can talk about it like grown men. We still have that, that vibe and we watch games. You know what I mean? Sometimes we, we, we get so immersed into it, we put ourselves into it. I know I do sometimes. And sometimes it might be uh, to, to um, the detriment of um, other people because we're not, you know, they're not into it like we're into it. And I can only speak for myself. Now, I know... I could, you know, you know, say a little bit, you know, I mean, Bob James, he could speak for himself. He's here. He could speak to himself. Um, but we kind of like made our, you know, lives and careers around this. And what I mean, what, and, and what I mean by this, I mean sports. I mean, we could have conversations about what happened from when we were, you know, youngsters coming up to now. Some stuff is just ingrained in our memories. And we hold on to those memories, you know, dead. And um, what, the, what does that have to do with? Today, everything. Because I find that in today's society, in today's situation, y'all love when you, you know, somebody when they're up. You love it. And you pray on their downfall. Shout out to DMC. Run DMC. You, you, know, they, you know, they pray for your downfall. And I think that um, in, the, in, in the case of the Los Angeles Clippers with Doc Rivers, with Kawhi Leonard, with Paul George, with Lou Williams. I think that um, all of them have earned a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a, some breathing room, especially Kawhi, especially Doc Rivers. Um, you know, Lou Williams, you know, he's sixth man of the year. He's a hot guy off the bench. He does what he does. Um, if you want to give him some credit for that, that's cool. But Paul George is the one I want to talk about. When Paul George was in Indiana doing his numbers, he was on the, the, the precipice of being one of those players that you, you would talk about potentially getting an NBA championship. I mean, hell, Paul Pierce got an NBA title. And I don't, I don't respect nothing about Paul Pierce's game. Nothing. Mr. It's in my blood. 
I don't respect nothing about that. Paul George, he was doing his thing. He was on the, you know, did the Olympic team thing and all that. Broke his leg, a very, very devastating injury. Thought it was over for him. Everybody was feeling sorry for him. Oh my God, is oh, you know, um, you know, how could that happen to him? He's such a great guy. He's, you know, his career cut short. He's a great, all that nonsense that these people were talking. And that injury was gruesome. Okay, he worked his way back. Still was doing his thing. Um, ended up going to Oklahoma City. Okay. He said, yeah, he's going to, you know, be in Oklahoma City, da-da-da-da-da. He talked the talk, sold you the car, and got out of Dodge. Because he figured he had a chance to win with, you know, a, a, a Los Angeles Clippers team that was, you know, really right there. And to challenge, you know, they were, their, their mission was to challenge the Los Angeles Lakers. We all know that this was supposed to take place in a regular situation, but this is not a regular situation. So now Paul George, defensive player, you know, he, he's that guy. He even gave himself a nickname, Playoff P. Now, when you give yourself a nickname, that's red flag number one. That's red flag number one when you give yourself a nickname. You're supposed to earn that nickname from your peers. Okay? Paul George went to the bubble. You know, he was going through it, you know. Um, he wasn't playing the way we're used to seeing him play. Okay. His vibe was, oh, well, my mind wasn't right. I'm here in the bubble. I'm doing what I miss my family, this and that, yada, 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 yada. And it's not like you're the only one that's missing their family that's, you know, out of, you know, your regular situation right now. So since he, you know, when, you know, when he admitted that or, or spoke to that, I guess he kind of relaxed a little bit, okay? Um, I think that at the end of the day, everybody's not built to be a champion like that. And I think that's what I'm trying to say. Everybody's not really built to be a champion like that, okay? Um, you know, we have our expectations, we have our hopes, we have our wishes, we have our dreams. We think about, you know, guys who watch them come up and, you know, through the ranks in college maybe, even high school, through college, through the, uh, and do, 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 do the NBA. Once they hit the NBA, it's like, oh, yeah, they got championship written all over them. And when it doesn't happen, you know, is their career deemed a failure? In some cases, yes. Um, but I think when you talk about Paul George, I mean, he's came a long way, yo. I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon and say Paul George is garbage and this and that. Oh, yeah, I did get at him a little bit. I did get at him a little bit because the numbers that they put up last night in an in a, in a ultimate game, when everything's on the line, you don't have any excuse. You don't have any excuse whatsoever. So I just kind of wanted to talk to that a little bit. And um, I think that um, what the Clippers have to do is figure it out. Because I know Bob, you know, Bob is in the building with me. Um, you know, we go back when they were the San Diego Clippers, Dominique Rokins. You know what I mean? Even before that, you know, the Buffalo Braves, Bob McAdoo. They weren't, like, considered a team that anybody really respected, yo. So now... They went through the drama with Donald Sterling. We know about that from a few years back. They try to erase that stigma. 
They got a new owner, Steve Ballmer. They created a, a, a new atmosphere. But I always said this, and you can go back and listen to the shows around that time. I said, how are you ever going to erase that stigma when, you, when, when you're playing in, in the same building with the Los Angeles Lakers, and we know their history? You're going to have to establish your own thing. They never know. Well, I, I think that they're getting ready to have their arena in a couple of years, but that don't mean nothing. We're talking about right now. That the way you could establish your own thing and still been in the Staples Center is playing the Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference Finals this year and winning. That would have been it. That would have justified everything. That would have made the years in Buffalo worthwhile. That would have made the years in San Diego worthwhile, the Bill Walton years. So you're talking to somebody who knows. Okay? And I think that um, where we're at right now with the, with the Clippers is I think that they have to get from under the Lakers' shadow. I think this was their best chance, their greatest chance, to get from under the Lakers' shadow, and they couldn't get it done. That's okay. That's fine. That's okay. It's all right. Stranger things have happened. But I think that when you talk about the team like the, the Clippers, um, to me, um, and, and Bob, you can chime in on this if you want. Um, 954-246-0398. Um, I think the Clippers are sort of like the NBA version of the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings, for what that's worth. Um, but I say Buffalo a little bit more because Buffalo is the only team in the NFL history that went to the Super Bowl four years in a row and lost. Now, that's a record. Now, you talk about, you could talk about the DiMaggio's, you could talk about your Will Chamberlain, you could talk about all of that you want. There's not ever going to be another team, NFL team, to go to the Super Bowl four years straight. One, two, three, four. They played Dallas twice. They played the Giants, and they played Washington. Google it. Look it up. Do what you need to do. So when you talk about a franchise like the Clippers, you know, they're snake-bitten. They got bad luck. Maybe. But when everything is put in your lap, and, and, and everything is, you know, made kind of easy for you, you know, um, there's no excuses. I'm not really interested about Lemon Pepper Lou, okay, he went out and went to the Magic City and did all what he did. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in Kawhi Leonard, and, and, and he went 6 for 22. I'm not interested in that because Kawhi Leonard could have went 0 for 22. He still got rings. He still got finals MVPs. Where's Damian Lillard's finals MVP at? Where's CJ McCollum's finals MVP at? See, this is, and I, and, I, and I go around the world just to come back where I started. A lot of these cats, man, they love to see you fall, but they forget about when they fell. And I, and I bring Damian Lillard up. Shout out to Dame Lillard. 
bring Dame Lillard up because as long as you're making shots at the buzzer and you waving bye bye at people and it's Dame time and all that, it's all good. But we ain't talked about the Portland Trailblazers in the NBA playoffs for two weeks now. So you wait till after you get sent home out the bubble, which you should have been halfway relieved, to pile on this man. Now, I know y'all was going back and forth, Patrick Beverly, and y'all was going back and forth. And it's, and it's cool. It's healthy. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. But I think there's a, uh, uh, it's a cutoff point. Unless you got championships to fall back on and talk about, you can't really talk about nothing. And I'm talking to you, Damian Lillard. I'm talking to you, CJ, because CJ McCullough made that type of dude. CJ McCullough follows by, behind Dame Lillard. You make a couple of shots in the playoffs, that's your reputation. I'm not mad at that. You, that's what you're supposed to do. But... Where's the justification for it? I don't know either. So I, I just think that, man, at the end of the day, man, the Clippers, man, they, they, they still got some work to do. Um, I think if they would have had a, a regular season, because this was not a regular season by any stretch of anybody's imagination, as much as they want to, you know, try to pretend that this is going to be regular, that you can't put an asterisk on this title. Yes, you got to put an asterisk on it. I don't care who wins, be it the Lakers, be it Denver, be it Boston, be it Miami. And we're going to get into that too later on. I think that at the end of the day, this is an abnormal season. It's abnormal. First of all, you're playing the games in front of nobody. I mean, they just invited families into the bubble and all that. That's cool. But it ain't, it's not that what we used to see. So that's why this is an abnormal season. And, pe- and, and, and people who like to consider themselves um, in the know pretend they don't, know, they don't understand that concept. They pretend that they don't understand that concept. So, again, at the end of the day, I'm not going to, you know, crucify Kawhi Leonard, Doc Rivers, even though, you know, he's the only coach in history to do the, you know, up three and one and lose, you know, a couple of series, a few series. Um, I, I'm just not really going to jump out the window like these people, which takes me back to my original point. People can't wait to see you go down. That's why I go so hard. I go hard body karate at these clowns. If you come at me, you better come right because I'm going to hurt your feelings. And, and, and it's cool, you know, you do, you steer clear. That's fine, because you steer, I see you steer clear from me, but you'll talk that garbage to somebody who can't, who, who can't get back at you, who don't know no better. And therein lies the difference. So um, I think, man, um, when you talk about this NBA season, NHL season, uh, shout out to the Islanders, double overtime, shout out, salute. When you talk about Major League Baseball, when you talk about, WNBA, when you talk about Major League Soccer, when you talk about boxing. It's different. All of those champions are going to have asterisk bile. Why? If you, if you need to know why, then you're not paying attention. And then this conversation is not for you. Simple as that. I think that um, 
If the Lakers win a title, cool. If we get a Lakers and Heat final, cool. If we get a Lakers and Celtics final, cool. All it was supposed to be about was LeBron anyway. Remember that? Remember it was supposed to be about LeBron getting this title and they got AD, Anthony Davis, and all that, and and they're going to win the title, and, and, and LeBron's going to take Kareem and Magic Johnson off the wall and put him on the, put him on the mural, and it's going to be all about LeBron. Remember that? Well, if you don't, I'm here to remind you. Okay? We talked about the Lakers, like, you know, they were going to win the title and just walk through the, walk through the NBA Finals. They're, they're in the Western Conference Finals right now, like they're supposed to be. But you don't consider a team like the Denver Nuggets. And I'm about to give you another history lesson. When the NBA season started and we talked about the Western Conference, what did I say about the Denver Nuggets? Of course you didn't know because you wasn't there, but that's fine. I'm going to remind you. I said the Denver Nuggets are that team to watch. I wasn't paying attention to Utah. I wasn't paying attention to Portland. I wasn't worried about none of those teams. The two main dogs in the Western Conference are the Lakers and the Clippers. Everybody else is battling for number three. The Denver Nuggets have a nice squad, very nice squad. And I said their main piece that they were going to get back this year, Michael Porter Jr., was going to help them get over the top. Now, did I think it was going to happen this year? Nope. But it was definitely going to happen. Um, when you talk about a team like the Denver Nuggets, man, um, I think they play team basketball, which is the way the game is supposed to be played. It's not about a me, me, me. It's about a we, we, we. You know what I'm saying? And I think that the Denver Nuggets, man, um, even again, they beat the Clippers last night, and I didn't even say nothing about Michael Porter Jr. And he's the one that is the, the, the one that puts the bow on the package to go along with your, you know, your Gary Harris's and your, and, and your no-kits and, 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 your, and, and your Jamal Murray's and, and those guys. You know? So, um, what am I thinking as far as the NBA, you know, the rest of the playoffs is concerned? I think, you know, the Lakers are going to do their numbers against um, Denver. It's going to be a good series. Remember, the Lakers aren't really the best shooters in the world. And Denver's got a team full of shooters. Now, I wish I could remember who the person was on Twitter that back maybe in... Maybe what is it? Maybe uh, September now. Maybe the beginning of July. In the middle of July, was like the Denver Nuggets going to win the title. I was like, ah, all right, whatever. But hey, I think um, you know they deserve some props. I can't remember who it was. A props. Shout out to you, man. Respect. Um, I'm going to say a couple more things about the NBA, and I'm going to keep it moving. This is after further review 2.0, aka the sideline pass. Um. Five times in this playoff season, the Denver Nuggets are trailed by double digits in an elimination game. I'm going to repeat that. Five times. One, two, three, four, five. The Denver Nuggets are trailed by double digits. You do know what double digits are, right? In an elimination game. You do know what an elimination game is, right? All five times they came back and won. I think that, um, you know, you could use the cliche one game at a time. 
you know, um, but this Denver Nuggets team is not a team of, like, like, like a miracle team. Because none of those five co- comebacks were that hard to believe. This team in Denver has so much talent. They got a lot of confidence, which is something that I really didn't expect. They got the talent, but the confidence part I thought was going to come later. Um, they went down 3-1 in consecutive series, the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers, and came back and won both of them. That's never happened in the history of the NBA until now. And still, I'm going to put an asterisk on it. Jamal Murray and Nikolai Jokic are superstars. I talk behind the scenes with um, ubiquitous Bob James, and I say, Nikola Jokic is a guy that takes you back to the, the way things used to be. When centers were an integral part of what a basketball team does. In recent years, they try to eliminate the, the center position. Jokic plays the game at his speed, at his pace. One of the best passing centers you're ever going to see. And he's an elite scorer. He's got a, a, a crazy post game. His mid-range game is special. And he got three-point range. So, when you see a guy like Nikolai Jokic and realize what you have to do against him when you game plan against him, you know, sooner or later you have to double-team this guy. And then when you double-team him, what's that going to lead to? It's going to open up the passing game because somebody's open. So, I think that... um when you got a, a, a team like the Denver Nuggets who play defense too, um, I think that uh, you, 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 you just got to give them all types of props. Now, will they, will they win the title? I don't know. Will they beat the Lakers? I don't know. I just think that um, this whole you know, sports year has kind of been turned upside down. Um, and I'm not mad at it. It makes it, you know, very exciting. It makes a lot of us sports analysts and pundits and, you know, look kind of crazy. You know, um, I think that uh, the Clippers are going to get, you know, they're going to get, you know, uh, dragged through the mud for this. Um, but I think the Lakers are the next team up the bat. I think it'll be even worse if the Lakers lose. It'll be worse. So for all the Lakers fans out there, you know, you know, laughing at, you know, the Clippers' downfall. I mean, hey, you could be next. And I think, really think it, it would really be some Lakers fans jumping out the window if the Denver Nuggets beat the Lakers. Literally jumping out the window. That's how bad they want their team to win so they can, you know, so they can close. And nobody saw the Denver Nuggets coming. Like, Bob, nobody saw Villanova coming April 1st, 1985. You're absolutely right about that one. Go ahead, go ahead, Bob. We got Bob James in the house. Go ahead, Bob. You're absolutely right about that one. The sad part about it is I, we were talking about this just last week alone. I don't know if I don't remember if I said it on the air if we were talking about it off the air, but I said if the Nuggets pull off the upset, this could easily be, be uh, something that gets LeBron to another NBA championship. Whether he wins yep, or loses yep, it, yep, yep, yep. whether he wins or loses it is irrelevant. 
is a, it will be irrelevant because you know you, you're literally looking at a situation where your only real season pros are on the Lakers. And the marketing that would go on if the Celtics beat the Heat and they face the Lakers in the NBA championship is you're going to you're you're, you're, you're going to see and you're going to see a reminder of how many times the Lakers and the Celtics went head to head consecutive times in the NBA championship. You're they're you know they're going to have that first that first game you know and they're going to pay pay homage to uh, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Danny Ainge. Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, uh, Worthy, uh, or, or uh, I should say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, you know, they're going to, there's a lot. James Worthy, I mean, there's so much. Uh, Byron Scott. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Byron, Byron Scott. Scott. Worthy, Michael Cooper, absolutely. Kurt Rambis, absolutely. Yes, sir. And the, uh, you'll, see, the, you'll see that happen just because of the tradition that, the, that those two teams have had, especially back in the in the late seventies and the early to mid eighties until until the uh, until the Pistons really came on, it was always the Lakers and the Celtics. Sometimes you'd see the Seventy Sixers go there, you know, but it was always the Lakers and the Celtics. That's right. You know, I mean, yeah, you had a, you had a year where you threw in like the Houston Rockets, but it was still the Houston Rockets played the Celtics. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely right. I mean, you know, um, but that's still, I mean, that was one of the best shots I've ever seen in the game. At the end of the game, Ralph Sampson. Shout out to Ralph Sampson, man. But, um, yeah, man, I, I mean, you know, when you, if you have a, you know, what is the NBA playing for now, Bob? That's a, that, that, that's a good topic to talk about. What's the NBA hoping for? Is the NBA hoping for, you know, Lakers, Celtics, the renewal of, you know, a long, you know, uh, uh, um, a series that's really full of history that kind of like helps shape the NBA or is the NBA hoping for a Lakers and Heat series? Now LeBron's playing against his old team in the finals. And that's that's a thing. And that's a thing, you know, I mean, let's face it too. That's something LeBron has got to worry about too, because, He's going up against a guy who, you know, a, t- a team that's run by a man who who's going to know how to beat LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, if anyone's going to know how to beat LeBron, you know, he, you know, it's going to be, you know, there, there, there's one person that is going to know how to do it. So people mm-hmm. got to, people got to look at that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, so again, you know, I mean, you know, so there's a there's a whole thing that's going to go on here. You know, I mean, LeBron wanted this, you know, wanted this, you know, he wanted this change, you know, and now LeBron has a lot to live up to. He's got a lot to look to uh, look at. You know, I mean, I don't know if it's something he's going to look forward to, but it is, you know, it is, you know, it is his. It is, you know, his for the taking, though. It is, you know, I mean, you know, so, you know, LeBron, you know, Lakers versus the Heat, LeBron versus the Heat. You don't, I do you want a Pat Riley that's going to give all the advice he can to everybody, including his coaches, because he's going to know how to beat LeBron. Simple as that.
And I mean, again, when we talk about um, you know a LeBron and, and 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 against the Miami Heat or LeBron against the Boston Celtics, we got to make sure that that happens because a lot of I think a lot of things happen where we get caught up in like wanting to um, play these series out on paper. Okay, everybody had they you know we talked all last summer, all you know this this year winter about the Lakers and the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. We had our, you know, everybody was making their plans around it, and they were, you know, they, they were going to enjoy the Battle of L.A. It never materialized. So I'm not really going to jump out the window for the Lakers winning the, the, the um, Western Conference, because if they don't, you think, the, you think Paul George was catching it. You think Kawhi was catching it. So I think a lot of, a, a lot of pressure is on LeBron in him because the Nuggets are not going to be an easy out. And I think that what we talked about when the NBA bubble was first established and we talked about it, Bob, we said, you know what? You don't know what you got till it's gone. And what's gone in this NBA bubble is home court advantage. There is no home court advantage. So I think that, you know, when you get a team like the Denver Nuggets, who really, you know, they don't have, they don't have to put up with a, a, a staple center crowd going crazy every night. You know what I mean? Um, and, and now I kind of just, you know, wish that it could have been maybe the Lakers and, and the Clippers because I, I was anticipating that too. But I think that uh, we have to, look, you know, take it for what it's worth, man. And, and I think that the Denver Nuggets, man, for all that they've done, they're just, they're just getting started. And I think that um, we talked about a team like Portland last year. Remember when they were in the Western Conference Finals? And they lost. Um, so I think that, again, and what we always talk about, Bob, when it comes to the NBA, um, you got to lose before you win. It happened to, to Dr. J. Happened to... to um, Michael Jordan, you name it, it happened to them. You got to lose before you win in the NBA. So I think right now the Nuggets now are just playing with house money. Um, they, you know, they're giving themselves and their Denver you know, fans a glimpse into what could be, and I'm not mad at that, yo. I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not mad. I just think that um, the Clippers got you know, a lot to think about, you know, um, hopefully everything will be back to normal um, when this NBA season, next NBA season, um, you know, gets back to where it's supposed to be. But um, they just got beat by better teams. No excuses. None whatsoever. This is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We're going to take a pause for the cause. When we come back, man, we're going to talk a little bit about the Celtics and the Heat. We're going to talk a little hockey. Shout out to the Islanders. We're going to talk some baseball, but um, the NFL is coming. We're going to do a um, week one review. We're going to um, do our week two games. Shout out to Sonny Cruz. He went 6-10 and 10 last week. Wow. Um, and we're going to do that, man. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. 
Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that could suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at facebook.com slash gratefulheartphotography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. 
but there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye dreaming. You'll style in great handmade tie-dye clothing such as t-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tie-dye dreaming. Or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye Dreamin' today. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. With coronavirus spreading, People at higher risk must take extra precautions. You're at higher risk if you're over 65 or if you have an underlying medical condition. Please visit coronavirus.gov for more information. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than one nostalgic weekend. Up in the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Lord, give me a sign. For this is the heritage of the service of the Lord. And that righteousness is of me, said the Lord. Amen. Uh. Lord, give me a sign. I really need to talk to you, Lord. Since the last time we talked, the walk has been hard. Now I know you haven't left me, but I feel like I'm alone. I'm a big boy now, but I'm still not grown. And I'm still going through it. Pain and a hurt, yeah. soaking up trouble like rain in the dirt. Yeah. And I know only I can stop the rain with just a mention of my Savior's name. In the name of Jesus, devil, I rebuke you for what I go through and trying to make me do what I used to. But all that stops right here. As long as the Lord's in my life, I will have no fear. I will know no pain from the light to the dark. I will show no shame, spit it right from the heart. Cause it's right from the start. You have 
hold me down And ain't nothing they can tell me now Lord, give me a sign Let me know what's on your mind Let me know what I'm gonna find It's all in time Show me how to teach the mind Show me how to reach the blind Lord, give me a sign Show me what I got to do To bring me closer to you Cause I'ma go through Whatever you want me to Just let me know what to do Lord, give me a sign Show me something. I'm tired of talking to him, knowing he frontin'. Crying about life ain't nothing. But you either be the one mad cause you trapped or the one hunting. Trapped in your own mind, waiting on the Lord. Yeah. Hunting with the word that cuts like a sword. The spoken word is stronger than the strongest man. Carries the whole world like the strongest hand. Who can try the tribulations? You never let us down, Jesus. I know you're here with us now, Jesus. I know you're still with us now. Keep it real with us now. I wanna feel, show me how, please. Let me take your hand. I walk slow, but stay right beside me. Please. Devil's trying to find me. Please. Hide me. Hold up. I take that back. Protect me and give me the strength to fight. Give me a sign. Let me know what's on your mind. Let me know what I'm going to find. It's all in time. Show me how to teach the mind. Show me how to reach the blind. Lord, give me a sign. Show me what I got to do to bring me closer to you. Because I'm going to go through whatever you want me to. Just let me know what to do. Lord, give me a sign. I forget. All right, we back in the building, man. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass, man. Um, doing what we do, man, the hump day edition. Remember, man, um, I think we're going to switch the flavor up a little bit, man. Coming to you soon um, after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We'll be coming to you on Wednesday nights now. We're going to switch it from Tuesdays to Wednesdays. All right, we rocked out for y'all Tuesdays long enough. Now we're going to move down the, down the dial a little bit to Wednesday. So same flavor, same vibe. We're just be doing it in the middle of the week now, all right? Um, I got one of my peoples in the building with me. Um, I, I, I got to congratulate him for his, his, his recent, you know, his marriage. Now I got to congratulate him again because he's getting ready to be a father. And I got to congratulate him again because his team is going to the Western Conference Finals. And I got to congratulate him again because he's a Yankee fan. It's my man Wood in the house. What's good, Woody? What's good, baby? And don't forget to congratulate me on that nice comeback, that nice victory we had last night. The Islanders over Tampa. Okay, absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> What's up, man? I just hope we win. I hope we win tomorrow. I mean, that I, that would be like really big for us. New York needs a championship. Badly in the worst way, some kind of sport team, and it'll be it'll be good for the Islanders to win one finally. Um, Knicks, no time soon, of course. The Yankees, who I think now we we are we are back clicking. We went to a really so, bad bad seven in a row, man, and we're winning tonight. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We're winning seven one now. You know, Garrett Cole's been as advertised. 
you know, and um, I, I, I want to vent. I want to vent. You know, I keep saying this all over social media. I want to get rid of Gary, Gene Carlos Stanton, Sanchez badly, man. I, I, Stanton, I mean, I, I, can't, I cannot with this guy anymore. That guy looks like he'll get hit by the wind and be out for a month. I mean, it's just, right. it's just the worst. Right. Right. That's right. That's right. Very fragile. That's right. And he's taking mm-hmm. away. I, 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 I'd rather stick with Frazier. I love Frazier. I think Frazier's the right. real deal. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. He's the He's the one they be talking about trying to get rid of. Right, 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 right. right. And my boy Luke Voigt. Oh, my God. Luke Voigt's on a mission from God right now. Yeah, Luke Voigt's questioning everything. I ain't mad at him. Mm-hmm. Well, he single-handedly don't carry this. You know, he single-handedly. Yeah. Uh, Mayor, Mayor, I got to give you an apology right now. I got to give you one. I got to give you one from last year. I did not think DJ LeMayu was this good. He is a, he, that's a 400 hitter. That is a 400 hitter. He is. Go ahead, go ahead. Hey, 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 word, hey, word. Go ahead and c- continue with your apology. I figured you wouldn't stop me there. I figured that one. No, 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 go ahead. Yo, hey, man, listen. Um, DJ LeMayu, um, won a batting title in Colorado, which a lot of people didn't pay attention to. I'm not, I'm wondering why not, because maybe it's Colorado, you know what I'm saying? Um, DJ LeMayu was nice. He was the only one that was doing something last year for the Yankees. DJ LeMayu, I mean, besides the other guys, you know, the, 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 uh, and Duars and, and those guys, but DJ LeMayu is the truth for that, you know, and I mean, at the end of the day, He's going to have his week when he goes, like, maybe three for 25 or something like that. But he's going to snap out of it, okay? But, um, yeah, DJ Mayu is that dude, man. But at the end of the day, man, I think that um, this 60-game season, we talked about it, Wood, is no time to be playing around. Nope. No time. No time at all to be playing around. Because, you know, the playoffs start in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, um, what, 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 are you, what are your thoughts in regards to, um, do you know, um, you know how, do, how do Yankees look to you right now as far as the playoffs? Because, again, we're going against teams that are not going to be scared, first of all, um, teams that are young, teams that are hot, and teams that are ready. You know what I mean? The Minnesota Twins, Oakland, you know what I mean? I ain't even mentioned Houston yet, Tampa Bay. I don't want to play that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough go, man. But we talked about it earlier on the show. I don't know if you was listening or not, but it was pertaining to basketball, but just sports in general. Nobody's really. When is the last time uh, uh, would that we ha- saw a series or a game that we really anticipated when everybody was 100 percent on both teams? I can't tell you the last one. Last year. There you go. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Wood? When's the last time we had a series? And I don't, and, and even we know, because you know as much as I do, my guy. You know, you, 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 in my, you know, in my, in, in my peer group. So you know exactly what's going on. Back yeah. when we was younger, it was always, the lineups were always 100%. The lineups were 100%. It was best against the best. Now it's like you look forward to these matchups 
and you don't get them and your heart is broke. Can you imagine the Yankees? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Woody. Yeah, it, it, it takes away it takes away from the moment. It takes away from the whole moment. Absolutely. You, you're like, okay, we would have beat you if we would have had this one here. And they right, 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 yeah, right, it's hard. It's hard. right, right. I tell you what, I tell you what, I throw one at you. I throw one at you. I bet if you start giving people a maximum salary of maybe four hundred thousand dollars for the year, I bet you'll all be healthy. Then. <laughs> They're all healthy. <laughs> right, right, right. Because their back won't hurt so much as keeping carrying all that money to the bank. You're right, you're right. You're right. Absolutely right. Absolutely yeah. right. Um, real quick, well, what's your thought? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll tell you what about my overall, because I haven't talked to you in a while. My overall right. perception of sports right now is at an all-time high, and I'll tell you why I say that. There is no home court advantage anywhere in sports at all right now. There's right, no we fans. just talked about that. Go ahead, go ahead. There's no fans. I mean, there's, there's the fans, you just, it, it, now is when you really say to yourself, the fans play a big role in deciding the outcome of a lot of games. Not all of them, just, but a lot of them. Hold up, hold up, word, hold up, word, hold up. Can you say that again real slow? I want you to say that one more time, because I've been saying that from the door. Say that real slow for the people who in the back, because I don't the think they fans, hear me. The fans, most of the time, have a big impact on deciding who's going to win or lose the game. Thank you. No that's all. That's it. That's it. No question about it. No Man question. And I like this. I'll tell you what. My my whole, and I know this is not going to happen, but I mean, hey, we're on your show here, so might as well just talk what we feel. Um, I would like to see next year if this whole thing is played out right and everybody's back going to games. I would like to see them play a couple games on neutral turf just to throw a little bit more excitement into this. Just throw it on neutral turf. I mean, you know, they play some games out in London, you know, the football season, some games in Mexico with the baseball there's no home field. There's no home field. Keep the fans out every now and then. See who, see, see, see who steps up for real. See who steps up for real. Because everybody told me, like, everybody told me like this. If the Clippers were playing in Los Angeles, they would have destroyed Denver. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I mean, the game might have been a little bit more close. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I don't think it would have changed the complete outcome of that game yet last night. Because... They would beat the hell out of the Clippers. And I think they would have beat them in Kalamazoo on the moon. This, this, the, the, the shit, they would have beat them on the, on, on, in the, on the sun, too. I mean, that's the way I look at it. But I've been saying this for a long period of time. I was against the bubble. I was against this whole bubble thing in sports. I was against it at the beginning. But after seeing the competitive, these guys look hungry on, these court, on, on the court now. They look hungrier. They look hungrier. Like, you know... There's nobody there cheering you on anymore. I saw uh, Rajon Rondo's brother. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. I promise you. Right. That was hilarious. right. You know, but I, I like it like this. I like it like this. It's not going to last forever, but this will be the year that a team would say, you know what, we oh, they could really say we overcame adversity to win a title. 
in all sports, in all sports. You know, like you said, no one's 100% healthy. We, we kind of knew that was going to happen coming into this bubble. You know, we didn't have enough time to get back in shape. Except for, except for Jokic. Jokic, the only one who had a brain. Him and Carmelo, they were the only ones who had a brain during this whole time that we were out to actually go on there and, and get themselves in great shape. And, and you saw the results on the court. But right. everybody else was just like, uh, 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 we'll get back on the court and play, collect our paychecks, and that's about it. But you just had a, a, a few that really went out there and, and, and kept themselves in shape and worked on their games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I like it. I, I really do. I really, really like it. I have a problem with the whole playoff format with baseball, but whatever, whatever. I can't change that. I mean, you know, they're just trying to keep the thing a little bit more competitive, give the fans something else to watch, and also, too, generate as much revenue as they possibly can without putting anyone in the, in, in the seats. So that's my, that's my opinion on that. I just wanted to share that because I never talked to you about that, and I, I've been talking to people who are totally against this whole thing, Oh, they should have stayed home. They should have did this. But those same people who said they should have stayed home are the same people coming to me saying, oh, did you see that play last night? I mean, if you- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Bob, what did we talk about at the beginning of the show, man? You can't please these clowns, man. You can't please them. So, I mean, I, 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 I think that when you talk about the whole bubble situation, I think, you know, we, 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 we think about um, the, the health, and the safety issue first. That's why I think we gotta go. Um, you know, emotions. Or, you know, I don't see that happening. We can't do that. Da 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 da. And then you find out. You know, once the. You know, when you have everybody in that situation, except for the people that go want to go get lemon pepper chicken and want to, you know, sneak their girlfriends in their rooms and all that. But you knew that was gonna happen. We said that. We said that in the beginning. We said that in the beginning. You know what I mean? But I think that. Um, I think it was a it was a good it was a good experience. I don't I don't want to I don't want to see the NBA, the NHL, or anybody else have to go through it again. But I'm I'm one that says you put an asterisk on this season. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, but I'm I fun. I enjoy what I'm watching right now because I'm a sports head. But I got to put an asterisk on every champion this season from the MLB. NFL, NBA, everybody gets an asterisk, yo. Well, let me ask a question. What if DJ Lane was somebody who's over 400 or something like that? Uh, is this going in the books? Like, what, what are we doing with these records and stuff this year? Um, I mean, I- <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to answer your question like this, Woody. DJ LeMayu can hit 500. And it still wouldn't, happen. It, it, it still wouldn't matter to me. Yeah. That's his pocket. See, he can hit 500. Somebody can hit, somebody can hit in 55 straight games, 57 straight games. It wouldn't matter. Somebody could have went 60 and 0 in the bubble or, you know, during this, you know, the condensed baseball season. It wouldn't matter. Still would have been an asterisk. So do you, you can't, do you, but do you agree that there shouldn't be an MVP award this year, a Cy Young, all of that good stuff? I, you know, I didn't, I never thought about that, uh, uh, word to tell you the truth. I got my man Wood in the building this after further review 2.0. I never, so I guess the answer to your question would be no. Cause I never thought about it. 
I agree. The only the only sport the only sport that really looked like they're gonna play a full season is football. And and cross your fingers. Yeah, once we hit November and December and and all that, cross your fingers, B. You know what I mean? And and again, let's take this one step further here. Even though we're having a full season of football, you still had no OTAs and no preseason. So we're looking at, in the end result here is we're looking at a very, very sloppy season of football at the same time. Right. Right. Yeah. I tell you this. I tell you this, though, real quick. I tell you this real quick, Woody. If somebody ran, if somebody ran for 3,000 yards, <laughs> there would be an everybody record book. No asterisk on that. No asterisk on that. <laughs> yeah, yo. <laughs> 3,000 yards and everybody book up. Right, 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 right. You know, what you think of your Tampa Bay Bucks? Um, I, I, I mean, I like what I saw. Hey, hey, Wood, I like what I saw, like, the first five minutes of the game. Um, but after that, I had to get, like, soul to soul, back to life, back to reality. Um, <laughs> the same old, same old Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. Bad penalties at the worst time. You know, um, I'm not going to put a lot of it on Brady. His first game, like Bob just said, no OTAs, no, no real time to really you know, get that camaraderie, to get that timing down. Um, so you do the best you can. Um, should we have won that game? If we would have played the entire game, like we played the first five minutes, yeah, we would have won. But it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so, and, and I don't feel so bad because you got a team, you know, the Cowboys lost. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and, and, and again, the Eagles, they, they lost against a team that ain't got no name. How'd that work? <laughs> so, I mean, I think I think the first week um, would with a grain of salt. I mean, it's, I'm looking forward to us doing our thing. You know, the Saints just basically, you know, showed us who, who, you know that they're the best team in the division. Um, and Alvin Kamara killed us. You know that he, he signed that he signed that extension, so that put the battery in his back. So he really went crazy. Um, I think that um, we're still gonna win. We're still gonna win double digits. I think that believe I believe that. that. I believe that wholeheartedly. We're gonna win double digits, Tampa Bay. I got you at eight and eight. Eight and eight. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't I think you like still that. Have, I, think, I think you. I think you still have a better record than the Cleveland um, Super Bowl Browns there. Who are who? Cleveland, I don't think they're going. The Cleveland. They're not Cleveland going. Browns. They're not yeah, going man. anywhere. Yeah, I, I mean, um, that's, and that's one of those. And, 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 and I laugh at them, too. I laugh at them because everybody, oh, uh, Beckham's going there, and that is going there, and that is, and that is. I said, they're, they're still going to be trash. Yeah. They got yeah, smoke. And they got smoke Sunday. Yep. I mean, you know, they got, um, you know, uh, what my man used to say, Champagne wishes and caviar dreams. You know? 
You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that um, you know, when it comes to the Cleveland Browns, and, and again, they got the you know they got the win on paper disease. They got a they yeah. got a they got a dynasty on paper, but when yeah. you go out there to play that game, it's different, you know. And now that we're on the topic of the Cleveland Browns, um, what's your thoughts on Baker Mayfield? I mean, we've seen oh, enough. He's horrible. Oh, I was about to we go to him before you started. Yeah, we, we, we see Baker Mayfield to, to kind of get a to kind of get a, a vibe on how he's going to rock. What's your thoughts on Baker Mayfield, man? Horrible, horrible. I don't like him. I don't think he should be the quarterback for Cleveland. That's the, that's their first big problem that they have. I don't I don't like Baker Mayfield at all at all. And, and, and let me say this: let me, he's going to be replaced after this, this season, right? Let me say this. Huh? To, to, let me say this to add on to your thought, word. Um, Kyler Murray ain't making it no better. You know what I'm saying? Kyler Murray yeah. is making Baker Mayfield look bad, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, you know what I'm saying? So how can you, you know, how can somebody there with a straight face and say, "Well, Baker Mayfield is going to get it together"? When? How long did it take for Kyler Murray to get it together? And Kyle Murray right. should be playing baseball. <laughs> so, like, what's what's Baker Mayfield's problem? I mean, his numbers are I mean, they, 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 they're not there. He got a cra- he got a serious running game. That ain't no excuse. He got rec- all t- he got great receivers. That's no excuse. So, what's what 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 is it? So that that would mean that would be that would be my question, man. When you talk about a team like Cleveland. Like they won the Super Bowl on paper. They they got a they got a ten year history of winning the Super Bowl on paper, and they ain't done nothing. So when you talk about the Bucks, let the season play out. You know what I mean? I'm not really going to like like Bob said. I'm, I'm going to be kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? Let's get the week five, week six, and then we'll see what we got. Because right now, Bob, I'm looking at the first four weeks of this season like the exhibition season. Yeah. Yeah. So certain teams, certain yeah. teams you can look at that. Certain teams you can look at it like that, but uh, the Giants ain't one of them. You know. Nah. Was, uh, oh, man. oh man, the Giants, man. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I think that the. Uh, and I like Jones. I like Jones. I like Jones. Yeah, I mean when he's good, he looks when he's good, he's good. He looks good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got a stud running back back there and Saquon Barkley. You can't do nothing with him. Yep. So I mean, you know, you 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 want to hope that Saquon's not wasting his time with the Giants because that dude is well, great. That, that, was my, that was my that was my thoughts. Those were my thoughts. There, they're gonna have to get him some help or something. I mean, they want to leave. They 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 went and drafted. You know, the kid Andrew Thomas from Georgia for the offensive line to help them out. So you figure he, you know, he's going to, you know, create some holes for Saquon and he's going to protect Daniel Jones. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. But, I mean, the way I was looking at I mean, the Steelers' defense is not a slouch. That was, that was like a kind of a, a, a good litmus test to see where the Giants were. You know what I mean? And we saw what, the, we saw what was going on with them. How did you think um, Ben Roethlisberger looked? I, I got the Steelers. I don't like I got him. The Steelers a deep run this year. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got what? 
I got the Steelers making a deep run this year. Ben Roethlisberger is back. I don't like him. I've never been a fan you don't of like Roethlisberger. This? Nope. Mm. Mm. Nope. Oh. No. I mean, is it? I think it's. I think it's fragile too. You think Ben Roethlisberger is fragile? Yeah. What? It's my opinion. What? Yeah, it's just my opinion. Okay. That's your opinion. Yeah, but I love Tomlin, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I think that um, when you talk about a team like Pittsburgh, I think that, um, you know, what they went through last year, you know, Ben Roethlisberger got hurt, um, and they did, you know, what they could. Now Ben is back. Um, James Conner sprained his ankle on um, Monday night. Um, they, they, they got the kid, Benny Snell, came in there and did his work. Um, they, their defense is, is, is good, you know what I mean, if not great. You know what I mean? Um, their receiving core is good, if not great, with with, with uh, Juju and Washington on the other side. And they got the kid, Chase Claypool, that they drafted. Um, you know, I like the Steelers, man. I, I like the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to be one of those teams that people are not, you know, checking for because it's not, you know, because Baltimore is in their division, first of all. Um, then, they you know, you great. got the team. Huh? Baltimore looks great. Yeah. I mean, they play Cleveland. Yeah, me, you, Bob, and Sonny Cleveland should go out there and beat Cleveland. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I, I do. Them dudes is garbage. <laughs> they just, hey, what my man, hey, 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 what, what my man say? A lot of suckers with colorful names. <laughs> I'm so and so. I'm this. Oh, man. Go, Bob. What do you say, Bob? Where change has got to start in Cleveland is in the ownership. It's got to go from the ownership on down if you want to see a totally rejuvenated uh, Cleveland Browns. I hate to say it that way. I just think I, I think they got them, I think they got themselves a hot mess, and there's no way in hell anyone's going to come in to, to clean that up unless uh, unless a new owner comes in and buys them out. I thought that was suspect from the beginning because that dude, that owner that they got now is a Steelers fan. Mm. <laughs> right, what mm. up? The dude, that, mm. the dude that owns the Cleveland Bears is a Steelers fan. How that work? So again, I, I mean, I mean, when you when you look at it, uh, Bob, from that from the aspect of you know, it starts with ownership and you know works the way down. You know, you got all these number one draft. Bob, they got the number one draft pick every year. So, I mean, you build up these draft picks and you add on, you add on your OBJs, you add your Nick Chubbs, you add, you know, uh, your Danny Shelton's, but you got rid of him. You know, you got Miles Garrett. You got a team. What is the problem? You know, yeah, yeah man, you got very good question. Who, who would you who would you rather be right now, Rick, uh, Bob? Who would you rather be, Jacksonville or Cleveland? Rather be Jacksonville. There's hope there in Jacksonville. Ah. Cleveland, hell no. And, and, and there you go, Bob. And, I, and, and I'm glad you said that, homie. I'm glad you said that because you know why? When you look at Jack, look at Cleveland. What they what they're dealing with right now, and look at what Jacksonville got rid of. 
Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Fournette, the, uh, the, uh, the kid that plays defense, they traded him. Like, I mean, and, and, and what was it, two years ago they was in the AFC Championship game, they had the Patriots by 10 in the fourth quarter? Jacksonville. So, I mean, when, and then we talk about the, all we heard about, all we heard about was the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns are going to do this, the Cleveland Browns are going to do that, the Cleveland Browns are going to do the third. And another team, oh no, this is after further review. I'm going to get you. The other team that fits under that umbrella is the Los Angeles Rams. And they, and they went to a Super Bowl. They was in the Super Bowl. How many points did they get in the Super Bowl? One, two, three. Full stop. With Ty Gurley, Jared Goff, those receivers you had. So I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of thinking like, you know, this whole show right here, man, and this show is dedicated to my man, my big homie, rest in peace. DJ um, Lorda, Lord uh, Yoda, Sulu Nation, all right? Um, big Yankee fan, respect to the gods. Um, this whole Ooh. thing goes back to what we said. Huh? Oh, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm listening, but I was going to ask about who had a better upside since we were talking about better upsides, the Jets or the Giants. Since somebody um, uh, mentioned uh, um, the Jack, Jacksonville and Cleveland. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, when you when you when you when you think about those squads, man. I mean, when you talk about the Rams, the Rams went to a Super Bowl. They, you know, did you know did what they did. You know what I mean? Um, and to a certain degree, I think that when you talk about those teams, man, you got to look at them like, wow, man. You know, we really had high hopes for y'all. You know what yeah. I mean? And you could you could run the gamut down. I mean, the the, the newest addition to that to the, to that to that uh, story would be the Clippers. All these, you know, all these high-priced names you got, you know, you're living off your reputation of what you did last year. You know what I mean? So, again, at the end of the day, when reality strikes, man, life coming too fast, yo. You was going to say the Giants. Uh, well, go ahead. Talk about, the, talk, talk about that for a little bit, the Giants. You mentioned the Giants? The Giants or Jets? Who, 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 uh, who would you rather be there? Who would you, who would you rather be? Who, where, 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 right who, who's coming up first? Right now, I would rather uh, the Giants or the Jaguars. Who would I rather be right now? No, the Giants or the Jets. Oh, the Giants or the Jets. I'd rather be the Giants. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. I'd rather be the Giants. No, no question. You know what you get. You know what you're getting with the Jets. You're getting a whole bunch of nonsense. You're getting them spinning their wheels. You're getting them making excuses, and you're getting them losing games. So I would rather be the Giants because at least the Jets, the Jets got Le'Veon Bell. They got Frank Gore. What are you doing with them? Tom Brady left the building. Tom Brady left the building. And you mean to tell me you can't take advantage of that? You're going to let Buffalo? You're going to let, you know, New England still do their thing? Get the Jets. When the last time the Jets been good? I'm sorry. Oh. I'm shout, out to, shout out to my man Sadat X. Peace to the God. Shout out to Sadat. That's his team, but hey, it is what it is. And congratulations to Sadat, man, with his new daughter. 
Congratulations, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, I'd rather be the Giants. Period. Period. I mean, you know, I think Daniel, I think Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is better than Donald. Saquon is killing what he got in the backfield. And I even say the Giants was stupid, but the Jets got. You think? You think Jones is better than Donald? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. I think Sam. I think. I think. Uh, Sam Donald was a dude who kind of like. Um, I don't want to say this, but I, I, I call it as I see it, and it's my opinion. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna use that line like everybody else. It's my opinion. I think Sam Donald is the next Mark Sanchez. Oh wow! Wow! I think Sam Donald. Sam Donald was the next Mark Sanchez. Where do you have? And I'll prep and I'll seal it like this, uh, Wood. Where do you rank Sam Donald as far as AFC East quarterbacks? You got Allen in Buffalo. You got Cam Newton in New England. You got um, Fitzpatrick in Miami. And you got Sam Donald. Where does Sam Donald fit in those four quarterbacks? Where would you put him? Third. Ah, okay. How about that? How about that? So now, over in the NFC East, you got Carson Wentz for Philly. You got Haskins in Washington, right? You got Prescott in Dallas, and you got Daniel Jones. Where would you put Daniel Jones? Third. Mm. So right now, game on the line, you got two minutes to get a touchdown starting from your own 30. You got to drive 70 yards, one timeout. Sam Donald or Daniel Jones? Donald. Oh, you bugging. I don't know. I mean, even though I, I like... I don't trust, I don't trust no What's dude. killing Sam Donald? <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I don't trust no dude who's getting a, a, a Richie Cunningham Arthur Fonzarelli disease. <laughs> I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Go ahead, Bob. What's what's killing Sam Darnold? Is, you know, basically, is Adam Gase. Is Adam Gase? Adam Gase. The team, the team the Jets have, should be the team that's running the AFC East now. Thank you. Thank you. Should be the team that's running the AFC East. Nobody likes. Nobody there likes Adam Gase. I don't even think Sam Darnold likes Adam Gase at this point. I don't think Adam Gates likes Adam Gates. <laughs> yeah, Adam Gates. He's not going to like himself because, mark my words, if he if he if he if he has, still has his job by Thanksgiving, I don't think he will. I think I think you're looking at uh, either the fourth or fifth week of a- Adam Gates getting fired. I think between him and Matt Patricia, they're battling to see who can hold on to their job longer. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, that's the type of thing we have to look at there. You know, so I mean. I mean, you know, if I really want, you know, because I, I to me, Sam Darnold should be a top ten quarterback. He's not. He's not. You know, and part of that is Sam Darnold's fault because he's letting what this team, he's letting what this team has and what it does to the rest of them. He's letting that affect him too, instead of being the quarterback and being the leader. Mm-hmm. And that, that's mm-hmm. what that's what has to be looked at here. That's the biggest point. You know, what type of uh. You know, what type of leadership is he providing for his team? 
And, you know, you know, unfortunately, you know, we do have to take that one seriously. We do have to take that, that with a grain of salt, salt, you know, even the Sam Darnold fans have to, even Sam Darnold has. She, you, know, is, you know, is he really leading this team? And again... I, I mean, I, I mean, Bob, man, I, I think that, you know, as far as the Jets, man, um, I think, you know, what makes it worse, and I'm going to bring his name up again, I talked about him a few minutes ago, um, what makes it worse for guys like Sam Donald is you look at Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is tearing it up. So, I mean, again, at the end of the day, Arizona said, you know what, we're going to get this dude and, you know, you look at all these other young quarterbacks in the league, and then you look at Sam Donald. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets traded Sam Donald. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets fired Adam Gase. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets tried to position themselves to get that number one pick in Trevor Lawrence. Well, Trevor Lawrence um, can be that leader, you know, and I'm glad to see Trevor Lawrence is getting a chance to play. Personally, I think Trevor Lawrence should see the way they're desperate for quarterbacks. I think Trevor Lawrence should take matters into his own hands and have a senior year just to uh, just to make them really have to think one more year. <laughs> just to, and, and to stay away from the Jets. <laughs> right, right. No, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't think that's a bad idea at all due to what, you know, due to what we're dealing with right now. Um, and, and when you talk about like the ACC and stuff like that, man, you know, we, you know, their, their, their season is what it is. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to feast again, but it's just not the same. Um, what, what's your thoughts on, um, the big 10 coming back, uh, Bob and, and get ready to, you know, get this college football thing popping. Good question. You know, and I, it's been hard for me to think about because of, what's going on with the pandemic, so I don't know if I really got the, uh, a right answer for this one at all. Um, Big Ten is, start to, is scheduled to begin uh, the weekend of October 24th. I mean, between now and October 24th, I think you're going to have a lot of players opting out. You already got the kid from Michigan, um, McCaffrey, he's opting out and he's transferring. Um, I think that you know, you, you look at these other conferences around and um, <clears throat> part itself. I think that the pandemic is really, you know, and that goes without saying, the pandemic is really affecting how teams move. And, and again, we know that it's a money grab at the end of the day. They should not be playing at all, but it is what it is. And I think when you've got, you know, the Big Ten looking at, you know, the Sun Belt coming out here and winning games, you're looking at, you know, other, you know, other teams and other conferences, I think there's a, there's a little bit of jealousy going on. Okay. These guys are playing and we're not, you know, how is the Sun Belt winning games over top 25 ranked teams and we, and we don't get to play until the end of next month. How that work? So I think a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of teams right now, like your Louisiana, shout out to them. They went and they went, they went and they beat Iowa state. Iowa state is a big 12 team. They went and beat them. In Iowa. Hmm. So you got, you got, you got, you know, the Big Ten over here looking. You got the Pac-12 over here looking. And, and you know, those are money conferences. Those are power conferences, uh, Woody. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse because now we get to see the small guy, Wood, 
I'm looking at this game the other day. I'm watching Louisiana and Iowa State. Iowa State was like 23rd in the nation. And I'm looking at Louisiana. They're a team from the Sun Belt Conference. What the hell is that? Well, you know. The Sun Well, you know. What the hell is that? Well, you know, I always used to tell you about college basketball, too, how I didn't agree with how they did the uh, whole seeding for the um, tournament there because a lot of these school, small teams who we never get right. to see, they're 29 right. and 2. I mean, shout out to San Diego State who finally got on the map and everybody got a chance to see them. I mean, Gonzaga a couple years ago, too. I want to see the small teams, the small schools come in there and be like, hey, look, I don't know who we are, but we know who you are. You're going to know who we are at the end of this game. I want to see that. I want to see that. So if anything the pandemic has done is it's opened up the public's eyes to some of these schools. Because who the hell is Louisiana? I mean, you know, who the hell is Louisiana? Right. right. You know what I'm saying? They're killing them. I'm like, what is this? They ran, hey, hey, I think they ran two returns back for touchdowns. Oh, my Lord. Like, like this was it was quick. I'm sorry. Sometimes you don't do that for the season. <laughs> he did it in right. one game. <laughs> it's a two thousand one game, right? Mm-hmm. And you brought up basketball real quick. This is how they want to jump out the window with basketball. They wanted to have a a, a, a conference. They wanted to have a like a NCAA tournament with all three hundred and sixty four teams. What? Yeah, they wanted to, that. That's how they wanted to do it. They wanted to have a touch. They wanted to, to do the brackets. All for all, every every team that plays every team in NCAA Division One is in the tournament. What do you think of that? That's what I, I was. Gonna, I was going to use the R word, but now nah, we're a family show. Um, that's not cool. <laughs> <clears throat> that's not cool. That don't. Make, first of all, it doesn't make sense. It's gonna. It defeats the purpose of trying to be safe. Unless you're gonna regionalize it, you know what I mean. You got the yeah. teams in the East Coast, teams down south, the teams in the you know middle of the country, the teams out west. Unless you do it like that, and then that takes away that. from. Right, right. That's right. But I mean, mm. you know, you know, you know, when that when when you got you know millions and billions of dollars at stake, you'll think of anything. <laughs> right. You are trying hey, to work man. it out. Hey, 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 hey man, I want to want to change shit for you real quick because I brought him up uh-huh. to get in your show. Luke Voigt don't go. cross another. Th- Luke Voigt don't cross another three run bomb. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, long as we got long as we got those home runs on smash when the playoffs start. I, I'm, yeah, I'm good with you. Because you know how we do. Once the calendar turns to October, you know how we do. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, again, that's great. I hope we don't end up, I hope we don't end up playing uh, Tampa. I don't know what the hell it is with them. We just, oh, my God. You know what? You know, what Tampa, you know what the Tampa Bay Rays are like? The Tampa Bay Rays are like that team that, you know, tries to do it, tries to keep up with the big boys. And then they realize that they don't have to move as fast as the big boys. Understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. when you talk about the American League East, it was all about the Red Sox, all about the Yankees. Really, Baltimore and Toronto were afterthoughts, right? Mm-hmm. So now you got you got a Tampa Bay Rays team that 
last year they kind of like flipped it. They, they, they turned the baseball world upside down because they used starters for like two innings, then they bring somebody else in. Then they bring somebody else in. Then they bring somebody else in. So they weren't, it wasn't the traditional, you know, if your starter goes six or seven innings or whatever. Nah. And they have a good team. They just yep. play in a garbage area. Nobody, you know what I mean? They, yeah. Nobody knows about it. And, 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 and they were in the World Series. They were in the playoffs. So, I, you know, but I think right now, they got, you know, their mission is that they're kind of like, we're the little guy, uh, uh, Woody. We're the little guy. Nobody's paying attention to us. Everybody's paying attention to Garrett Cole. Everybody's paying attention to, to Verdugo in Boston. Nobody's paying attention to us. And all they're doing is just keeping the line moving. And when they got a young team, they got some veterans, their pitching is crazy. So, yeah, man, you're right. You know, I, I want to see Tampa Bay, man, in the first round. Sound like, sound like Louisiana. Know. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's Jesus. right. That's right. Uh, two um, grand slams in one inning. <laughs> right. Um, oh, we got man. we got about, we got about twenty minutes left. I want to spend the last twenty minutes of this show, man. I'm um, talking about um, NFL. All right, because I got to make my I got to make my picks for um, for week two. Um, what impressed you about uh, week one, man? What, what were your thoughts about week one? What did you see that you liked? What did you see that, you know, was crazy? Uh, what, what do you feel like, you know, um, week one as far as the NFL is concerned? Same teams look tough, as always. Cowboys. Uh, the Ravens were very impressive, even though I know they played the horrible Browns. I thought the Ravens made a, a, a statement that we, we're going to be here for the year. We don't care. We have one fan or no fans here. Um, same old story here in New York. Giants and Jets. My Dolphins look like we're about 55 years away from having a really good football team. Uh, I mean, it was really nothing real major for me week one because it was week one. So like you said, I think after week five, you'll get a clear-cut idea of who's who because, again, these first four weeks – are going to be like preseason for everyone. I mean, you know, after week five, we'll come back and have this discussion again. Who knows? Cleveland might be forty one by then. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so. Uh, as a, hold on. Not to, cut, not to cut your wisdom. As a Miami Dolphins fan, um, how, much, how, much, how much time is it going to take before we see Tua? And Bob, you could chime in on this one too. How much? How long is it going to be before we see Tua? Not long. Not long. I, 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 I think he's in, in, in the wings. I think you're looking at at least a week six for that one to happen. Between week six and week eight, you're, you're going to see him. I don't agree with it because, again, this is going to be a very sloppy season of football, and I think the ones that are going to pay the price for it the most are going to be the rookies, more so than anything yeah. else because of this. Yeah, uh, you know, then this is why I would have personally, if I were them, I would have kept Josh Rosen another year. Thank I mean, you. That's right. I would have kept some, some clowns. Some clowns started arguing me down today, like, "Yo, they got rid of Josh Rosen." They should. Man, what are you talking about, man? That's why I don't like talking to people who have no clue of what's going on. And we talked about this last week, so I'm, I'm going to um, ask, ask, ask Wood, man, because we haven't talked in a while. 
What's your thoughts, man, on Miami letting Josh Rosen go and Tua being the backup now? All right, Wood, 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 a rookie quarterback would want to get into, even a second, even as a second year. I mean, you know, so there's, there's, so there's that, that to look at and say, we shouldn't have done that. Mm. We, we, mm-hmm. we shouldn't, have, we we shouldn't have done that with him yet. You know, I mean, you know, because he was not ready for any for any of that that yet. You know, he was put in prematurely when he was with the Cardinals. You know, and, he, and you know, the Cardinals have the worst have the worst offensive line in football than the Dolphins when they, when it looked like they were doing a F- Florida Marlins like fi- uh, fire sale. We saw what happened yeah. there. You know, I mean, you know, so I mean, again, you know, let's put the pieces where we should here. You know, and we'll see. You know, we'll see. You know that there is. You know, you know that that these you know, there are situations you have to look at. Unfortunately, for this one here with Josh Rosen, you know this unfortunately is you know he's going to wind up looking like another John Beck now, thanks to all this. I mean, you know that's just what it's turned into for him. You know, and uh, it's it's sad, you know, because he was supposed to have promise. You know, and, mm-hmm. you know he had to step he had to step in at a very very. Wrong time, not for one team, but for two teams in the span of two years. So, uh, sorry, 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 it had to happen to Rosen, but you know, I mean, you know, who would I want to have between Tua and Rosen? Even if Rosen showed his potential, I probably would want Tua. I probably would, mm-hmm. but Tua, he's going to wind up playing. You know, they're going to want to do it for the sake of getting him experience, even if they, uh, be- even if they bench him after four or five weeks and put put Fitzpatrick back in. But, you know, they're going to do it for the sake of experience, but this is not the time for Tua to become a starter. This is not the season for him to do that. What's your thoughts on What's your thoughts on uh, Joe Burrow? How, how, how did he look in his first first game as an NFL, NFL quarterback? He did decent. He didn't do as bad as people will want to say. And if you heard Burrow in interviews... You know, he blames himself for, for, for the loss. You know, you know, he's putting it all on himself. Now, there's a man, even though you really can't really put it on him, that's still a man who truly tumbles himself to a situation. And that's what I'll say about Bur- Bur- Burrow. He's got promise. I think he's going to be good. Whether or not he's going to be great is the is the real story. But uh, you know that's that, again. That's what we got to look at. No doubt. I mean, again, you know, he didn't win his first game as a starter. He should have won it. Um, you know, he did some good things. Um, you know, the game try and drive. He would have had that, but they missed the field goal. Um, they got a short week to get ready for Cleveland. Um, I think Joe Burrow did. You know what? What he was supposed to do. I'm not mad at him at all. Um, my star. 
this is a new thing that we're going to do on After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sauron Pass. Um, we're going to pick a star for the week, and we're going to pick a bum for the week. All right? Um, my star for week one of the NFL season is the Washington football team's defensive line. Eight sacks? Those dudes are beasts. Chase Young and all those, those dudes are beasts, yo. So that's my star for the week. The Washington football team, their defensive line, played great against Philadelphia. My bum of the week, I hate to say this, Bob. My bum of the week is Steven Goskowski for Tennessee. Even though he, you know, kicked the winning field goal, he missed chip shots. This dude was kicking the ball like Adam Vinatieri last year. And for me, I mean, Goskowski's been around a long time. I think, you know, it, it might have been a case of him being around too long. Because these guys, man, I, I mean, you're not used to seeing that. I felt sorry for um, Adam Vinatieri last year. He was missing all those 22-yard field goals. So, um, again, man, um, a star of the week is the Washington football team defense. And the bum of the week is Steven Goskowski of the Tennessee Titans. All right? This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a sideline pass. You already know what it is, man. Every Wednesday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. We're moving to Wednesday, so eventually um, we'll be doing our thing Wednesdays from 8 to 10. I got the ubiquitous Bob James in the house with me holding me down. And, um, you know, Tuesday's been a good run. You know what I mean? We've been talking about this for a minute now. Bob, I think he made the suggestion like, yo, I mean, you know, sometimes we do shows on Wednesdays if we miss the Tuesday. Wednesday kind of feels more comfortable. You know what I mean? It's the middle of the week. You can kind of like preview slash review, um, you know, and uh, I, 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 I'm I feeling good for it. Shout out to my man, Sonny Cruz, wherever you are. Hope you're all right. Um, and, yeah, man, that's how we moving, man. We've been doing our thing. We're going to keep on doing it. We're here. We're in the building. We're going to, you know, rock out with this bubble situation. Um, I want to talk a little hockey real quick, and we're going to get back into football after I do my picks for week two. Um, the New York Islanders, shout out to them. I don't know if they're going to, you know, beat Tampa Bay, but they beat them last night. They beat them in overtime. They beat them in double overtime. And I think that um, the Islanders, man, you know, they've been on the, you know, cuts. I talk, I've been talking about them for a couple of years now. All right. Um, they're finally getting their new arena built. Um, they got a young team. Um, I like, I like how they, you know, kind of, you know, kept it together, even though they were down against Tampa Bay, they kept it together. And we all know about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mr. 114 points and get swept in the first round. But I digress. Um, the Islanders, man, are a team that, you know, if you know your hockey or you've been around for a minute, you know that the Islanders was doing their thing. You know, Stanley Cup's four straight. 
right? The the Nystrom, the Clark Gillies, the Billy Smiths, the Chico Reshes, those guys. Um, I think that the Islanders were one of those teams that we forgot about, Bob, because they were garbage for so long. You know, you look at the Islanders and you say, damn, they won they got Stanley Cups? Yeah. Islanders was the Islanders was the truth. Um, Mike Bossy. You look at a team like the Islanders, they got speed everywhere. Defensively, they played good. And I think Tampa Bay, they might be a little nervous right now, Bob. They had a, you know, a 3-1 lead, which kind of like makes you kind of put last year's collapse in the rearview mirror, which is totally understandable. I get it. But here come the Islanders. And the Islanders don't have nothing to lose. So here we are going back to the whole premise of tonight's show. When you are a team that everybody expects you to win, they think you're going to win, then you got the weirdos that jump out the window and say, oh, I know they're going to win. And then when it doesn't happen, everybody's shocked and surprised. Um, I wouldn't be shocked and surprised if the Islanders took Tampa Bay to game seven. I wouldn't be shocked and surprised if Tampa Bay won game seven. I would be shocked and surprised if the Islanders won this series and then moved on to do bigger and better things. And I'm not even going to discuss it because I don't want to jinx them. Um, I can't talk about hockey without mentioning the Vegas Golden Knights. The last three years with this team has been great. And I say great because they've done things that expansion teams would never think of. They don't even look like an expansion team. They look like a team that's been around for a long time. Yeah, Dallas beat them. It's okay. I'm not mad. They earned their stripes. So when you talk about, and they're an expansion team. So all you new guys, you rookies, you second-year dudes, you got no excuses. So when you put your reputation out there and you say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm playoff P, and I got, you know, ice water runs, you know, runs through my blood. You got to show and prove. You can't just talk about it. You got to be about it. And the teams that are about it are the ones that don't talk. They just go out there and play. They go out there and do what they got to do and make it happen. So, again, I think that a lot of these teams should take heed and just play the games. If you win, fine. Don't pop no champagne. Don't talk greasy until the series is over. Because as we all know, and I'm a Yankee fan, and I know it, I experience it. Just because you're up three games to one in a seven-game series, that don't mean nothing. So I think the more...
moral of tonight's show. <laughs> the moral of tonight's show is relax. I'm gonna get into my Aaron Rodgers bag right now. R E L A X. Relax. Let the game come to you. Just because everybody loves you and you know you're 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 the pretty prize in the window and everybody thinks that you're great and this and that, that don't mean your doo-doo don't stink. So again, at the end of the day, are you here to play games? Are you here to play the game? Or are you here to get played? Your history can't save you. What you did yesterday can't save you. These cats don't, today, they don't care about what you did yesterday. They want to know what you're going to do today and how we could talk about it tomorrow. So I think that, um, you know, me, I was going to talk about this because I was going over some notes and stuff about what I wanted to talk about on the show tonight. Um, and I really didn't even get a chance to touch it, but it's all good. Shout out to my man, Wood, for checking in. I appreciate you, God. Um, I just think that, man, you know, you just have to play the game. You know, you could talk a good one. You could, you know, talk, 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 talk until you, you know, until you can't talk no more. But if you lose, what did all that talking get you? Ridicule, memes being made about you, Stephen A. Smith laughing at you, everybody else looking stupid who believed in you and jumped out the window. So, again, man, I think that, you know, it's, it's okay to believe in yourself. It's okay. That's what you're supposed to do. Because I definitely believe in myself as one of the best sports talkers that's doing it. I put my against anybody. Period. But I'm not going to, you know, beat you in the head with it. I'd rather you come on the show or I come on your show and we could chop it up. So, again, man, I think the moral of tonight's story is just to be easy, be yourself, let the game come to you, and you'll be all right. Again, I want to thank my man, OG Wood. Congratulations on your uh, uh, on uh, the little bundle of joy. All right? Um, again, man, congratulations to my man, Sadat X. You know what I mean? Um, his new daughter, uh, rest in peace to my man, my guy. Uh, Lord Yoda X, all right, he gave me my Zulu beads way, way back in like, 90, what was it, like 90, maybe 91, he gave me my Zulu beads. So, um, again, very good guy, one of the nicest guys, man, you ever want to meet. I um, always wanted to talk about the Yankees, you know what I mean, um, and I'm going to miss him, you know. And there's nothing wrong with saying you're going to miss somebody, man. This, this dude was very influential. He's a DJ. He used to um, DJ for the Crash Crew. That's going a little too far back. But today, you know, in today's situation, he was just trying to, you know, um, give his knowledge, pass his knowledge down to the new generation. And, again, man, um, you know, we can't, we can't stress it enough, man. Make sure you take care of yourself, especially, if, you know, older cats, man. You know what I mean? We, we, you know, it's not 1975 no more. It's not 1985 no more. Not 1995 no more. You know what I mean? So we got 
a lot of, you know, years and days and hours and minutes and seconds behind us. You know what I'm saying? So, again, make sure you take care of your health, man. This is for all my homies, man. You know what I mean? Everybody that, you know, cares about themselves, take, take care of your health, man. You know what I mean? And um, that's, that's the best way I can kick it to you. Um, we're going to get the three-minute rant popping. Um, the three-minute rant is going to start right now. Roy Jones Jr., he finally woke up and smelled the coffee. Now he's, you know, talking about he might have made a mistake in going, you know, in this fight against Mike Tyson, which is supposed to be an exhibition uh, fight, which makes no sense. Because Mike Tyson was a dude that is, I would say, at peace with himself. He's not that dude that wants to eat your kids anymore. He's not the dude that wants to just tear you apart in the ring. He's doing his thing with the, with the cannabis. I'm not mad at that. He's got his life. You know, people still respect him. He's got to, you know, he's getting his, his life is together. You know what I mean? Um, and Roy Jones and Mike Tyson going to fight. So when, you bring that out of Mike Tyson, it's going to be a problem for you. And Roy Jones, if he gets hit by Mike Tyson, it's going to, see, it's going to make it seem like when Glenn Johnson knocked out Roy Jones, when Antonio Tarver knocked out Roy Jones, it's going to, that's going to feel like a my pillow compared to what Mike Tyson is going to do to him. So, again, Roy Jones, man, I mean, I, I, I'm not mad at you for, you know, taking this fight. Even though it's a quote-unquote exhibition fight, Mike Tyson is not going in there no, with no exhibition thoughts on his mind. Here's a quote from Mike Tyson. We're throwing punches at each other. This is going to be my definition of fun. Broken eye sockets. Broken jaw, broken rib, that's fun to me. That's a quote from Mike Tyson in regards to his upcoming fight on November 28th against Roy Jones Jr. So I know, you know, Roy, you know, you wanted to, you know, get people interested in the boxing and this and that, but Mike Tyson's not playing with you, son. Period. Brooklyn in the building. Mike Tyson's not playing with you. So you should have thought this through a little bit more and left Mike Tyson alone. That's the three-minute rant. We're going to get out of here, man. Shout out to everybody, man, that checks out the show. I appreciate y'all, man. Um, make sure you check me out. I'm on Twitter. If we want to have you continue these conversations at RM Desk, all right, make sure you check me out. Check out my people over there at Warm Sports. Thank you to my man, Bob James. Shout out to my man, Sonny Cruz. Shout out. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out to you for rocking with me, man. You know what I mean? This is what I do. This is what I love doing. And, um, again, I appreciate y'all. We're going to talk to y'all. I think we're going to make the move on Wednesdays. We'll make the announcement. I guess Bob is going to let everybody know when the move is going to be permanent for Wednesdays. And um, that's what we're going to do, man. That's how we're we giving it up, man. This is after further review.
2.0, a.k.a. Sauron Pass, Maya Moore. Appreciate you, fam. All right? We out of here. Peace.